Well, with some technical difficulties out of the way, let's do this. And what do I say every Tuesday? Hey, folks, we did it. It's Mark Riley. Thank you for making the Good People Association a part of your day. I am Mark Riley. Did I say that? I said that already. Can everybody hear me? Is everybody okay? How is everybody doing today? This is a more intimate conversation for Riley's Cantina because I am coming to you live from my home, my living room. That's right. We got the wine. We got the sideways. We got the fountain. We got the plants. Uh, making sure everybody can hear. Everybody can hear me all right. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find the good and all that. I see everybody joining. We can hear you. Perfect. Uh, this is Riley's Cantina. This is every Tuesday we go live at 2 p.m. Pacific here on the Good People Association channel. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that like button if you haven't already. And uh, let's just go right to it. I want to talk the Book of Boba Fett. See, uh, you know, not in the office today. Uh, and Kaika was under the weather, if uh, some people saw uh, on the uh, positivity report this morning. And so rather than make Ken uh, switcheroo again, I'm doing this live here at home. I can do this myself. Let's do this. I got all your comments here. Now I can pull them in as the show goes along. I have some images uploaded. I have some fun stuff that we're going to be doing and talking about for Book of Boba Fett. And we're going to look to the bigger picture of Star Wars and how Boba Fett might connect to the greater story in Star Wars, but also how can it maybe connect to Ahsoka, the Rangers of the New Republic, and any of the other offshoots that might happen? Not Obi-Wan, that's happening years before. We're talking Book of Boba Fett right now. It takes place after the fall of the Empire. It's going to feature Mandalorian characters, so we might see Mando uh, pop up there. We might see to be continued. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to get some, um, some uh, housekeeping of course, out of the way, uh, you can go to the GPA.fun. That's our membership. That's our uh, that's our website there. You get all access to merchandise, early tickets, and live events, all that kind of good stuff that you want from a channel. Go to the GPA.fun. Check it out right there. But also, something more important. Well, not more important. Nothing's more important than this and all of you. But I am very, 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 very excited to have just launched the new show, my new podcast called The Wine Life. And it's available where you can get podcasts now. That's right, The Wine Life. I sit down with some fine folks all over the California region of wine. That includes Santa Maria, Santa Ynez, uh, maybe Temecula is on, our, on the table, Paso Robles, of course. And The Wine Life just dropped the very first episode uh, this past Saturday. You can go right now to wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, and do me a favor. It's part of the Good People Association uh, podcast network. So go to that podcast network and subscribe and do all that kind of fun stuff. But leave a message. Leave some comments for The Wine Life in particular because that's going to really help get that out there. Because right now we're all sharing a feed. And if this takes off and we get our own feed going, well, then we can uh, be uh, off in business. So uh, to celebrate that, it wouldn't be Cantina without maybe a little drinky poo during the day. So I poured myself a rosé, a pet nat, sparkling rosé, as it were, from Four Brothers, if you can see that wine glass, because Four Brothers Wine uh, and Chris Blassman over there at Four Brothers Wine Company over there in Los Olivos, California, uh, I was able to go and sit down with him and have ourselves a fantastic conversation. We tasted wine the entire time. That's right. We tasted wine the entire time. And that was really, really fun. And I learned a lot about Chris, how he started everything. And I learned a lot about wine. So 
If anybody's interested, if you don't know what wine tasting is all about, you don't know what wine is all about, you're maybe a little bit hesitant to get in there because it's, uh, you know, can be known as bougie sometimes. Well, wine tasting is for everybody. And I'm very excited, very proud of this first podcast. So links are in the description. Go to the podcast network for the Good People Association, wherever you find your podcast and check out the first episode of The Wine Life. And it's called The Syrah Who Should Be King. And I sit down with Chris Blassman. As I said, next episode dropping in another week or so. We're going to do it every other week. But I sit down with all of my friends, Mike Kalinowski, Shannon Barney, Dan Merle, Mara Kanopic, Sam Levine, Rachel Cushy, my fiance Julie, and me are there at a winery in Paso Robles. And we go live, not live, I recorded it. But the whole episode is us sitting around talking about wine and why we love it. And that's episode two. Coming up next Saturday, the 16th, that will drop on the podcast feed. So please go check that out. But without further ado, that's the uh, housekeeping there. Let's go right into it, everybody. As always, you know, your super chats, your stream labs are always welcome. And uh, cheers to everybody as I take a drinky poo. That's good. Wanted to share it with all of you guys. So let's get into it, everybody. So your comments are going to be a part of this show. So any super chats or streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash good people GPA, you can get them there. Super chats, highlight it for me. I want you to join the conversation because we are talking about this guy. You ready for it? The book of Boba Fett. Look at that poster. That was the first book that just came out. And that indicates to me that we're going to be getting a trailer very, very soon. So what are we going to see in that trailer? Where are we picking up with Boba Fett? What do we know? Oh, spoilers, of course, for the uh, upcoming, well, what we're talking about with Book of Boba Fett, because what we learned at the end of the season finale of The Mandalorian is, uh, ready, everybody, we're doing spoilers, so uh, don't get caught with it, okay? I don't want you to, you know, feel like R2 in the deserts of Tatooine, okay? So make sure that everybody's caught up on The Mandalorian, season two finale, I don't want anybody spoiled, we're going to talk about Book of Boba Fett, what we learned by the end of Mandalorian season two, and what we can um, probably uh, figure out upcoming. So, everybody okay? Cheers, then. God, that's good. Damn, that's good. Go check out the wine life. Poo. All right. End of Book of Boba Fett. Or sorry, end of Mandalorian. We saw Boba Fett shoot Bib Fortuna to death. And he then takes over the throne that once Jabba the Hutt sat on. So we're getting a direct correlation here to Return of the Jedi. What we saw in the events of Return of the Jedi. Uh, we know that, well, Jabba didn't make it. Unfortunately for all you Jabba lovers out there, Jabba the Hutt did not make it out of Return of the Jedi alive. In fact, not a lot of people did. Bib Fortuna did. Bib Fortuna revealed at the end of Mandalorian had taken over the reins for Jabba the Hutt, was sitting on the throne, and Boba Fett's like, nah, nah, we're not doing that. I'm taking you out. And it was a great episode, uh, obviously for, for reasons of Luke Skywalker appearing, which made this guy absolutely loses ever-loving mind when uh, he took over. I mean, that was one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, hold on real quick. I got to just log in here as I'm trying to do this. Ah, damn it. It's, I'm not going to be able to do that. All right. Uh, listen, <laughs> because I'm at home right now, uh, if you want to send a question, don't do Streamlabs. Unfortunately, I can't log in right now. I'm on my own stuff right now. I couldn't do it in the, in, I'm not in studio, unfortunately. So 
you can go ahead and send a super chat. That'll be the easiest way to do it. And I apologize for some of the wonky setup here, but hey, at least I got a microphone going. And uh, here we are. The Odyssey of Omega Fett says Laserbolt. Yeah, that would be fun too. Uh, Laserbolt, always, uh, always glad to have you here. I saw your uh, your uh, comment up top. And I'm so glad you enjoy this show. And I'm so glad I could do this for all of you here uh, while I'm away from the office while uh, Kaika is getting better. So uh, wish Kaika on Twitter over there and uh, anywhere you might see him. Uh, hopefully he's feeling better and wish him well. All right, so Book of Boba Fett, what do we know? He's now sitting on the throne, and uh, he's alongside Mignon when uh, Fennec, uh, Fennec uh, God, I can't remember her name. I got to pull up all the Boba Fett information because some of this, well, it does get, uh, you know, lost to me sometimes. But we know that Book of Boba Fett is going to have him uh, alongside Fennec Shan, that's it, it finally came to me, uh, Migna Wen's character. Those are the two returning characters that we know, of course. And then there are rumors that, of course, Mandalorian might show up. Mando, I don't know, I, I doubt Grogu is going to be a part of this, but I'd love to hear what all of you think about where Grogu stands and as far as the bigger scene of either Mandalorian, but bigger scene of Star Wars. And some of my speculation on that will come towards the middle and end of the show where I actually think that we might see not only Grogu return, but also Luke Skywalker. More on that later. But where does Boba Fett stand in the grand scheme of things when it comes to it? What is Boba Fett going to be doing in this universe? Now, I have my theory, and I want you guys to chime in. But what do we know and what did we learn about Boba Fett? Is that when he returned, everybody lost their ever-loving mind. Now, I felt like I was a child again. I've had all these returns to greatness of Star Wars, like Luke Skywalker coming in there, Boba Fett coming in there. I felt like a kid again, seeing these characters that I love and grew up with and wanting to know so much about and wanting to see return again in that era, that time frame. What happened after Return of the Jedi? Well, we got our answer. Mandalorian did that. And brilliantly, I might add, I absolutely love The Mandalorian. Now, Book of Boba Fett excites me so much because one we have uh john favreau and dave filoni returning as eps uh we have some of the great directors of the mandalorian season returning as well bryce dallas howard is going to be in there but robert rodriguez is show running this thing and is going to be directing some episodes as well and that gets me right in the feels you know what i'm saying because the book robert rodriguez his episode of Boba Fett was one of my favorites. I love the return. I love the B-movie feel to it. I love the fact that we have these stormtrooper idiots in the background. They're just like, oh, go over here, go over here. And they look like, you know, a bunch of extras that had no idea they were on the, the set and that, that the cameras were rolling. But that's beside the point. Boba Fett to me is one of those characters that had so much mystery to him. Based off of, what, five seconds of screen time? We had no idea what this guy... We just loved the outfit. We loved the logo, you know, and we wanted all in. We were all in on this character. This guy standing in the background next to a guy, you know, wearing bandages, uh, a, a, an assassin droid, Bosk, who was just, you know, you didn't understand what the hell Bosk was saying. But Boba Fett stood out because of that great design that was in recreated for Mandalorian. And then this is my favorite thing. This is my favorite thing. Yep. Episode was like Rodriguez playing with his action figure, says Laserbolt. That's absolutely true. I feel the same thing. It was like he jumped into the sandbox with his action figures and just was able to go, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing it my way. And it really was pitch perfect for me. I loved it. So 
My favorite thing about Boba Fett being reintroduced to the world and being a part of the Mandalorian was his code, was the fact that he was just a simple man making his way around the galaxy, a nice little callback to his dad, Jango Fett, what he says in Attack of the Clones, and that the armor, it was the armor, that was his. That was his legacy. And so he's, he's going to take out anybody he needs to get that armor. So what we got there for me Boba Fett became more intriguing. Boba Fett had honor. Boba Fett had depth. Boba Fett is a clone, the greatest clone, right? The one that was not screwed with, just given to Jango Fett to raise as he will. And, of course, then Boba Fett was on his own after the events of Attack of the Clones. And I find that fascinating to explore, and we got a piece of it. In the Mandalorian. And then we saw Boba Fett just being cool, you know, the sonic death charges that he did in Slave One, flying all over the place. He had some honor to him. He took on um, he took on Sasha Banks's character, Mandalorian. I loved that part of it. Boba Fett seems to know what he's doing and what he wants to do. And Anka Vendun, okay, gotta go. I need to get some sleep. Wish Kaika and Eric the best. Definitely hoping Eric's okay. Good night, all. Anka Van Duren, thank you for joining us here. Really appreciate appreciate the super chat it helps so much um am i frozen yeah i might have not the best of the internet compared to the uh compared to the studio so apologies for that as well but what i loved about the boba fett now he's got layers folks we got some layers going in what is this going to be about and here's what i think and i'm going to start taking your questions your thoughts as it were uh, I think Boba Fett's looking to just take over Jabba's palace. I think he's looking to take over the underground. I think he's still a bad mofo, and he wants his piece of the pie. He's back in full gear, and he is ready to go. But what do you guys think? Are we going to see uh, Boba Fett taking over the criminal uh, underground like Jabba the Hutt did? And is he going to be the most fearsome gangster in the universe that once had that mantle for Jabba the Hutt? That's what I think he's doing. I think he's sitting down to go, you know what? F it. Got my armor. Got my armor back. I helped, I, I helped clear a debt with Mando. I, I helped him find Grogu. Now I'm going to, now it's all about me, baby. And Boba Fett's going to get in there and he's going to get his hands dirty and he's going to see some shit. And we're going to get so excited for that shit he's going to see. I don't even know what to expect from this thing. I really don't. This is the only thing I can, I can speculate on. He's on the throne once occupied by Jabba. So where do we go from there? Character. We're going to focus on his character, his honor, maybe his connections to Jango Fett in a way that he's going to start flying all over the galaxy maybe. And how is it going to tie into the bigger picture of Star Wars? And that's one of the conversations that I want to have with you right now. Because at the end of Mandalorian Season 2, Mando's got the Darksaber. Okay, Mando's got the dark saber, and where is he going to go with that? He doesn't want the dark saber. He doesn't want. He took it from Moff Gideon. He doesn't want to sit down on the throne of Mandalore, right? That's Katie Sackoff, right? She's going to be the, like her character is going to be sitting. She wants the throne, and yet Mando got the dark saber. And what does Mandalore have to do with Boba Fett? What is his connections there? How does he feel about it? 
So I think that's where we're going to see a lot of crossover happening that John Favreau has already teased and talked about. Thank you, Lu Luis. It's good to be here. Yodi Riley at home studio today. May the force be with you, my friend. I appreciate it. Pouring some wine for everybody to enjoy. I hope you pour them if you got them, everybody at home. That's what we do here at Cantina, home or not. So this is what I love to think and, uh, and speculate on, is how Boba Fett is going to fit in the grand scheme of things with that bigger, broader story. And here's where I think this story is going, the larger story of Star Wars, that we're going to get offshoots of film from. I truly believe we will get a Mandalorian film, and if Book of Boba Fett does well, maybe a Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett film. These are all the things that I believe will happen. But let, what do we know, right? Grogu is taken by Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker disappears in the ether. He's, he's gone. We don't know where he's going yet. He's gone. Well, we know where he's going. He's taking Grogu. He's going to train him. Possibly the new Jedi Temple. We don't know yet. Maybe the one that we saw and the events of The Last Jedi. Don't know yet. Then we have the Rangers of the New Republic. Okay? The soldiers, the X-Wing pilots, the Rangers that are just trying to keep peace on the systems now that the Empire has fallen. And then over the other side of the galaxy, we have Ahsoka. Ahsoka being back, Rosario Dawson's playing that character. Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn. And Ezra, which I believe has already been cast, she's got some folks with her from the Great Rebels series that we're going to get live action. We're literally going to get a sequel series to Rebels in the form of Ahsoka, I believe, and it's live action. How is this all connecting? Luke Skywalker with Grogu teaching the new Jedi. Rangers of the New Republic going around the space, making sure there's law and order. Ahsoka doing something with Thrawn, looking for Thrawn. How is he factoring in? Thrawn is factoring in. It just occurred to me. I think he is going to, they're going to meet, and we're going to get a sort of soft reboot or retelling or something of the old series that we saw in uh, in the '90s, when there was no, when there was the books, The Last Command, uh, Heir to the Empire, the Timothy Zahn novels. I love that King Sports Cow, my friend in here. How are you, dude? I think there's so much that we're going to get to explore that we're going to see Ahsoka and all the events happening with Thrawn. We're going to see Mandalorian season three and all that's happening with Mandalore and the throne and the dark saber. We're going to be over there with Book of Boba Fett. The underworld, the underbelly, the, the, the dirty stuff that we're going to see Jabba you once did, but now it's Boba Fett, Rangers of the New Republic, and it's all going to connect in a big way. And I think it could connect in a big way, not only just with, you know, what I just talked about with all the different characters connecting, but maybe an event movie. Huh? Now, I want to ask you guys this. Do you think and would you watch? All these streaming series connecting to be a big event, a la the Avengers or Marvel. Marvel using the movies, though, but this using the series. Eight episodes, nine episodes, whatever we get. All connecting in a way to a big, grand event, a movie that could be a retelling of Heir to the Empire. Thrawn at the center of it. Mandalorians trying to fight with on, on alongside some of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker coming back, recast him maybe, maybe do the motion, the, the, the de-aging, have Mark Hamill come back. Hell, they did it. Look at the president's set with Captain Marvel. Sam Jackson is running around de-aged, a main character in Captain Marvel. Why can't we do that with Luke Skywalker? Bring Mark Hamill back. Why not? 
I don't know how Han and Leia would fit into this with the different characters and the actors. And of course, Carrie Fisher being dearly departed. We, I don't know how that would work, whether you recast or not. I vote for recasting so that you can just kind of get rid of some of that ideas of the, you know, it's like, oh, the, he, he looked fake or the deep fake didn't work. I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I care about the story. And that's what I want to ask you guys. How is Boba Fett connecting to the bigger picture of Star Wars? Because I think that is the future right now. Whether you like it or not, and you guys know me, I love The Last Jedi. I actually love the sequel trilogy. I had some issues with uh, The Rise of Skywalker, but overall, I love the movie. The Last Jedi being my favorite. Force Awakens was a damn fine time. And those three movies together made a hell of a sequel trilogy for me. But not for everybody, right? Unfortunately, not for everybody. Yeah, he looked all right in The Mandalorian. He looked all right. Um. The retaking of Mandalore, Kyle Gabrand says. Yeah, absolutely. So in that bigger story, that bigger connection, if there were – we got the sequel trilogy. We know what happens. The very first information we got from John Favreau was it was the building of the story of Star Wars through Mandalorian. And there is a mention in that opening kind of crawl, as you were, as it were – uh, he said this before the new, uh, before the uh, um, first order and the fall of the empire was the Mandalorian running around in a lawless galaxy. Now, if there are a lot of people that didn't really enjoy the sequel trilogy, and I know there were there were some, wouldn't it be fun to get a sequel trilogy before the sequel trilogy? And here's how. You have Book of Boba Fett. You have him running around doing his thing. That creates one pocket of story. You have Mandalorian. We're already on season three. The retaking of Mandalore. The Darksaber. What does that mean? Moff Gideon a part of this still. Over here, Rangers of the New Republic. Over here, Ahsoka, because Thrawn's over there. Big baddie. The Thanos, if you will, of the Star Wars universe. And then we get streaming series after streaming series after streaming series that leads to dot, dot, dot. Big movie event. All the characters together. Our main crew, whoever that may be, whether it's Mando, whether it's Ahsoka, whether it's Luke Skywalker, whether it's fill in the blank. And Thrawn is the big bad. Now that to me sounds fun. I would love to see that. What do you think? And remember, Super Chats, you could be uh, sending to me right now because I can see them. Uh, unfortunately, not able to log in for the um, uh, stream labs, but I'll make sure if anybody does send them, I will get them absolutely read on a future show but i want to know what you guys truly truly think because if all goes well right if all goes well Streamyard was grand oh okay yeah i'm just reading emails because that's what i do here live on air when i'm sitting at home um but yeah, that's what I want to know. What do you guys think? I want to start taking your thoughts right now, start dropping them in there. Super chats, of course, are always welcome, but I will try to grab what I can while I'm talking about this. Book of Boba Fett is now revealed to be coming out December 29th. December 29th, we're getting Book of Boba Fett, and I'm going to announce it right here for everybody that loves 
uh, following along with me, the Good People Association. Every time Book of Boba Fett drops, I'm going to be doing an after show. Late as it takes. I don't care. I want to talk about this because one of my favorite after shows I've ever done was when Luke Skywalker showed up and I jumped on the YouTubes afterwards and had myself a hell of a time. So on the Good People Association channel, we will, we will be doing a Book of Boba Fett after show via Riley's Cantina. And you're all invited, and so hopefully you join us, and I'm going to be having special guests fly on in and out, and uh, we'll do this thing, and I can't wait. King Sporkow wants, I want Thrawn on the screen, faux show. Yeah, Thrawn is coming. We know that. Ahsoka said that. Uh, I've even heard rumors that they've already cast everything, that we already have an Ezra, that we already have a Thrawn. We just don't know what it is. But funny enough, what was noticed by me when I got to celebrations in 2019 is that they basically had a Thrawn mural. They had a, a mural of all the main uh, star Wars movies, Mando streaming series, but they had rebels, but it was drawn in a way to made it, that made it look live action. And I swear to God, Pierce Brosnan was, was Thrawn. Wouldn't that be funny if they were already tipping their cap? Lucasfilm was like, Hey, create the mural mural. Okay. We already cast Pierce. I think he'd make a great Thrawn. What do you guys think? All right, so we got Kyle Gabrand in here. Thank you, my friend, for this. Where would one start with Thrawn if, hypothetically, one has missed pretty much everything he's been in? You know, I would go with Rebels, dude. Rebels, I think, is where you would really start and the introduction with Thrawn there. I don't think you need to worry about some of the books. Uh, for, for me, I never really got into the books. But start with Rebels. And Kyle, I'm surprised. You haven't seen Rebels yet, Kyle? Because Rebels was fantastic. If you get into Rebels, you're getting directly a sequel, a live-action sequel in Ahsoka. That's what I believe to be happening. So I would start there. Um, yeah, the big rumor months ago was Lars Mikkelsen was physically cast as Thrawn. That's true. That is true. I forgot about that. Crafted Jedi 66. Probably true. And uh, I just love the mural that was made over at the Star Wars uh, convention. And I thought to myself, Pierce Brosnan sure looks like him. He would be great. But you're right. Lars Mikkelsen... Uh, who did the who did the voice actually um, would make a lot of sense to come in and do uh, live action. The name's Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, okay, there's Kyle. I've started it. Need to actually sit and finish. Yeah, man. Uh, once Thrawn gets in there, some of the stuff that happens there with Ahsoka, some of the stuff that happens with Kyle, uh, not Kyle Katarn, uh, Oh my God, my brain is not working today. Fred Prince Jr.'s characters. Why can't I remember his freaking name? So many Star Wars, so many, so little time. So many Star Wars, so little time. But that's what I'm. That's what I think is going to happen. This book of Boba Fett is going to be this huge thing, of course, for the fans and and for the for the continuing story. They've said that Mandalorian is going to fill in there and 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 have crossover characters. But then when you think about it, I started to think about it. You get your Ahsoka series. You get your Rangers of the New Republic series. And then maybe Patty Jenkins' Rogue uh, Squadron connects in another way. Is it taking place after the events of the uh, fall of the Empire? I think it does. So if you get all of that going and then Taika Waititi slides in there with a really funky, weird Star Wars movie that takes place in the same time frame... I think Lucasfilm could be on to something. They could be really building to a big, grand story. Why We don't have to follow Marvel's, you know, release in the movie to build up to an event movie. Because now Marvel is, of course, doing their streaming series that are now going to affect the movie. So WandaVision 
and the character of Scarlet Witch is going to go right into the Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange. I have a theory on that as well. What if all the episodes we've seen so far and what if there's a live action version pieces of the story or aftermaths in Multiverse of Madness? I think it might happen. Kings for Callan here. Thrawn is an amazing character. What I like about him is that he is smart. Not only that, but he has a military mind. That is effing cool, and I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, he's one of those characters I really, really, really enjoy because he feels different from your usual kind of, I don't know, overlord, overlord puppet master a la Palpatine, Darth Vader, what have you. He's different. He doesn't have the force, and that could be something really interesting to contend with when you consider in this time frame you have ahsoka out there you have luke skywalker out there and you have grogu out there far as we know is far, uh, with jedi now i don't know if there's going to be any offshoots of uh obi-wan kenobi but i do believe and 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 will believe because i like this idea is that obi-wan kenobi will introduce more jedi because there is uh there is a character that was revealed to be having a lightsaber. Now, that could be an Inquisitor. We don't know. But it could be interesting to see old Ben show up, a la Force Ghost, and talk to Luke Skywalker in an Ahsoka series or in another series. Maybe a Luke Skywalker series. Who knows? The possibilities are endless right now. Oop, I just moved that. So, uh, all right. Kanan. That's right. Kanan. Thank you very much, Kyle Gabrant. And, and, of course, Kingsport Cal. He kicks ass as well. Yeah. One of his arc in rebels kyle is something beautiful and you're really gonna i know you you're part of my writer's room dude on my patreon page i know your skills and i know your writing mind and you are going to love rebels when you get to certain moments in that louis in here what will happen to sabine who left with ahsoka when she left when uh with her to find ezra bridge yeah sabine's gonna be there too yeah there's rumors too that they've already cast uh, a live action sabine i've heard that they've already cast ezra and I don't know how I know this. I think I read it somewhere on a tweet that was then deleted. Um, or maybe it's from a source that I can't remember, so apologies if I get this wrong. But I heard that Mina Masood, who did uh, Aladdin, has been cast as Ezra. Wait and see. But I think I've heard that. Uh, Travis Mitchell in here as well. I'd be part... Part of the huge event to reveal that Mace Windu is being held by the Empire, Ahsoka and Boba setting uh, aside their resentment toward him and saving him. I'll tell you what, though. I love that, Travis. But I tell you what, I don't want Mace Windu alive. I'm sorry, Samuel Jackson, please don't appear on my computer like you do in those Capital One cards and yell at me. Uh, but I think it really diminishes the sacrifice that he made in uh, stopping the rise of the empire because there was one Jedi, one Jedi right there two, Anakin and Mace. But it just, that was the fall to the dark side for Anakin Skywalker. Not only was it Padme and the thought of losing her, but when he lit his lightsaber and took off Mace Windu's arm before he killed Palpatine, that sealed the deal, not only for the universe, but for the Jedi order as we know it. Because, Mace, you did good, man. You tried. Unfortunately, Anakin fell to the dark side, and he had a better angle on you. But that's why I don't want to see this Mace Windu, uh, you know, this Mace Windu rumor 
um, because it's it's really taken hold. And I know that there are some really fine folk out there that have done some. I know that uh, Star Wars Theory is doing like the idea of Mace Windu returning. Um, I've heard the rumors. I've heard the chatter. And for me, it all comes down to story. Right. And story for me, that doesn't seem to fit because then Anakin just kind of, you know, where's been, you know, and that's the other thing. Mace has been held by the Empire, as you were uh, suggesting, Travis. Totally work. Could totally work, you know. Boba Fett came out of the Sarlacc pit, came out of nowhere, and was awesome in Book of Boba Fett and the in the Mandalorian. So I'm all for it if the story makes sense and if it if it if it needs that kind of je ne sais quoi. But I just think it really takes away from what Anakin Skywalker did, his fall from grace, the heroic effort of Mace Windu. Anakin was brainwashed uh, by pa Palpatine at that moment. So it, it would take away a, a little bit of that for me, at least, Travis. So that's why I'm kind of against it. But again, never say never when they're already bringing back certain people that we thought were dead. Like Darth Maul. And a live action uh, 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 Ventress, Visage Ventress would be, to use your words, sweet dude, it would be. And I think you could see that happen. Um, I can't remember what happens in Clone Wars. Is Asajj Ventress dead? I can't remember. Because they keep bringing back the dead. Look at the Emperor. Dark side magic. That's how it works. Thank you for joining us here. This is Good People Association here on the YouTubes. I am Mark Riley, your host. This is Riley's Cantina happening to you live at home. Accepting all your super chats if you want to throw some questions and open up some topics of discussion as we move on to some bigger story talking. We talked a little bit about Boba Fett. We talked a little bit about Ahsoka. I do want to go back a little bit and talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi and the series that we are going to get soon. Speaking of Anakin, because Hayden Christensen is back as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. And I saw a tweet the other day that they would love to see a live action retelling so to speak of some of the great clone wars episodes that we saw or at least a scene of our boys obi and anakin running around during the clone wars with that friendship that was just built with the clone wars episodes that's that's really why i think we're talking about an obi-wan series right uh oh look at this real quick i want to wish brennan mystical mar Luck, he's going, break a leg, dude. I always say that. I'm a theater guy, uh, first and foremost. So break a leg, my friend. He's got to run to his FCL match. And uh, good luck, dude. Go kick some ass. And I'll see you later tonight uh, on our Schmodown scrimmage hang that we do on my Patreon page at 7 p.m. Pacific. If anybody wants to go check out the Patreon page, it's patreon.com slash right with Riley. Go there. We do a Schmodown scrimmage, Schmodown, Schmodown scrimmage every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, where all of you scrimmage me. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Going back to Travis here. Imagine if Bando Season 3 ends with Din looking for Groku. We get a time jump revealing we are post-Rise of Skywalker. Mando giving up, believing him dead. Ooh, yeah, I'm listening to you. And hell yeah, on the Schmodown hang. Thank you, Kyle Gabrant. We're doing that later. Go to patreon.com slash writewithriley and join us every Tuesday. So much other good stuff, too, as well, guys. Writer's Room. The submission period is open. If you have some pages you want to share, please go to patreon.com slash write with Riley. Check out that post. I submit as well my horror script that I'm working on now. All right, back to it. Travis then continues. Mando places the little ball on his makeshift grave only for the ball to levitate as Mando turns to see Ray. Oh, holding Grogu. 
My God, Travis, give me that. That's a great, that's a, that's a, I just got chills from that. I love Star Wars. You know, just let's do an aside here, folks. I'm at home. I'm drinking wine. Leia's asleep on the couch. Leia, come here. Get over here. I love Star Wars so much because of that. Not just because of that, but you know what I mean. The idea that you just threw out there, Travis, made my geeky chills go up and down. It was great. And that's what I love about Star Wars is that they're mining some interesting stories now within the streaming universe. Ahsoka, the Obi-Wan series, the Mando season three, the Book of Boba Fett. We are getting some of these great characters that we as kids grew up with. And now they're dipping into the prequels. So a lot of another generation of people that grew up loving Star Wars with the prequels are getting this. And guess what? There are people out there growing up with the sequels, like my niece who loves Ray, who also wants to be a dark Sith. I mean, that's just my niece. I mean, she's, she likes the red lightsaber right now. What can I say? In the original Thrawn trilogy, worth reading. I just got them from Amazon. Yes, absolutely. You would love them because it takes place basically after the events of Return of the Jedi. Um, so you get in your head, in your uh, mind's eye, you're going to have the original crew running around doing adventures. And it does introduce Thrawn as one of the big bads. But it also introduces some interesting takes on Jedi, the Force. Uh, if you like that, I would also highly recommend Dark Empire graphic novel. It's another kind of story if you want to create a shared universe, so to speak, of uh, ancillary uh, material, whether it's uh, canon or otherwise. Dark Empire is so fantastic because uh, remember, remember when Force Awakens happened? This is why I love Star Wars again. We're on a little rant here. Before Force Awakens, right? Or was it Last Jedi? Oh, no, it was Force Awakens. Everybody thought Luke Skywalker fell to the dark side. Everybody's like, Luke Skywalker went to the dark side. He's Kylo Ren. I remember that one. You remember that? That he was taking over, so to speak. And I didn't buy it for a second, but we got what we got. In Dark Empire, Luke Skywalker goes to the dark side. So if you want to see that kind of what if of what happens with Luke Skywalker and what he thinks might have, uh, you know, what he thinks he needed to do in that story, Dark Empire, and there's also Dark Empire 2. It's a graphic novel, Dark Horse Comics. Go check it out. Get it on Amazon. Tell them Riley sent you and have them send me another copy. I lost mine because I love that thing. I love it. But this is the big story that we're talking about. The connections of the Star Wars universe and the bigger story. So I've already recapped a little bit about Mandalorian Season 3. I've already recapped some of the Book of Boba Fett. We talked about Ahsoka. I don't know a lot about that um, other than the rumors I've heard. The Rangers of the New Republic, I don't know a lot about that. Uh, then we have the Obi-Wan series, and I want to pause there a minute because I think that could connect in ways that we don't know yet to Mandalorian Season 3, to the Book of Boba Fett, and to a future team-up series maybe with Luke Skywalker or younger, I don't know, movies, what have you, but... Couldn't you see old Ben returning to Luke Skywalker as he's training Grogu? I think there's something there. And I think that Lucasfilm is really biding their time because what happened when Luke Skywalker walked in the door on the Mandalorian season three, the internet lost its ever loving mind. They compiled a video of everybody reacting to that reveal. It was 
glorious. It was beautiful. It brought tears to my eyes. And people want that kind of, there's, there's a balance in telling a story when you have a character like Luke Skywalker. And you saw that balance fall out of whack after The Last Jedi. Now, people, there are so many people that loved it. I don't know how you wouldn't love that thing. But anyways, I digress. Um, you could explore the aftermath of Return of the Jedi, the building of the Jedi Temple with Luke Skywalker. And you could have these other characters like an Obi-Wan come in to give him some advice from the grave, the Force Ghost stuff. But that will be... That will be kind of in uh, inferred for us, the care of the audience, from what's going to happen in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. So, give me some ideas, everybody out there, what you think might we might be seeing in the Obi Wan series? Because as of now, what do we know about Obi Wan Kenobi series? It's wrapped production. Deborah Chow is directing all the episodes. Limited series, six episodes, takes place right before. Not right before. I think it takes place six years after. No. Yeah, six years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. And a few years and some change before A New Hope. So, Obi-Wan, when I met you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only master of evil doth. Uh, presence I have not felt since. There's, they're alluding to Obi-Wan Kenobi meeting up with Darth Vader again, right? And Darth Vader is going to get in there and he's going to be like, yep, yep, yep. We're going to see this. We're going to see. No, that's that's the wrong one. How about this? We're going to see that maybe. Not in the Falcon. I don't know. I'm going to. No, we're not going to see that either. Yoda could be there. Absolutely. Yoda could be there. Yoda's alive. Yoda could be doing this. What say you when it comes to. The Obi-Wan series. I don't know. I'm excited to find out. And this is one of my most anticipated uh, series for, for reasons. And, and, a one, and one of the most, the biggest reasons for me is Anakin Skywalker returning a la Hayden Christensen. And what does it mean when Obi-Wan Kenobi felt a presence on the Millennium Falcon? Sorry, when Darth Vader felt a presence when Obi-Wan was literally there in the Millennium Falcon that far away from Darth Vader. And he said, a presence I've not felt since dot, 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 dot. Now we all as nerds go, well, that was empire. It was uh, episode three of revenge of the Sith. That's when we felt it. That's when we know. Was it? BBA confirmed for Kenobi. You heard it here first. Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, <laughs> I know I'm the one. It's like, we trust Riley. And they're like, no, I'm out of the scoop game, scoop game. I can't do that. Not anymore. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of different characters that can pop in there. And I believe that we might be getting ourselves a shared universe of streaming series that lead to a bigger movie event. Thrawn being the Thanos Ahsoka series, Filling in some of the blanks there, Sabine, Ezra, going to the outer reaches of space. What is it? The uh, outer rim, trying to the unknown regions, uh, which was teased also for uh, Rise of Skywalker. You could see that maybe that Thrawn has something to do with bringing the Emperor back. And we get those little bits of nuggets there in the Ahsoka series. Wouldn't that be great? We see. Let's start here. OK, let's go to the start. Obi-Wan Kenobi series. 
fills in lots of the blanks with the relationship between Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. We learn a little bit of the Empire, what's going on there, the politics behind it, the Chosen One, prophecy maybe even. Little Luke Skywalker is in this thing. Are we going to get little Princess Leia? Are we going to get Bail Organa back? Jimmy Smith's over there on Alderaan, and Obi-Wan needs to fly out there, and there's a noir kind of detected feel to it a la attack of the clones as obi-wan's trying to get to the bottom of certain things of the prophecy while protecting him and he's got to go through vader to do it so he's got to go to mustafar again and there's anakin skywalker or sorry darth vader in the back to tank but we get close and there's hayden christensen all scarred up and he acts alongside maybe some of the uh, uh, imperial guys that are taking care of vader and then he's like bring me my suit and he gets in his suit and he goes and he finds kenobi somewhere and they fight and my god that's going to be awesome but it in it shows us this connection that we didn't know. Maybe Yoda says something. Which I feel like Yoda is going to be in this thing now that I'm talking about. But Yoda then gets a part of this thing, and we fill in some blanks of the Force, and then and what's going to be later on in the sequel trilogy, the tree, the Jedi tree, Octu. Maybe we get some of that action because Obi Wan's there. I don't know. I don't know yet. But then that plants a seed down the line, and we get a Sokotano series then, and we get Thrawn involved. And we get the the outer uh, the outer reaches of space. Sorry, I keep doing that. The unknown regions, and that maybe tells us a little bit of something. Maybe Thrawn is doing something with the Emperor that sets the stage for the sequels later. And then we get there with the new uh, with uh, Mando season three, and we we get more action with uh, with Mando, and we get more action with Grogu that might tie into the bigger story of the Jedi Temple. And then before you know it, Lucasfilm announces we're doing a Luke Skywalker Jedi Temple streaming series of him training the new Jedi that will then absolutely start to build a story leading up to the events that we saw in the Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker. I think that's. I don't know. God, I would love that too. You see, again, this is why I love Star Wars. So many wonderful characters out there that some of you grew up with. Dooku is one of those guys, man, you know? Qui-Gon Jinn. Remember, Qui-Gon Jinn. No. It was, uh, yeah. Whose apprentice was? I think Qui-Gon Jinn was. Yeah, it was Dooku. Or before he fell to the dark side. Qui-Gon Jinn is going to show up in Obi-Wan. And he's going to lay in some knowledge there. Because he's he figured out how to become the Force Ghost. So we might learn a little bit about what is that take. We see Obi-Wan. He's meditating. He's figuring stuff out. He's talking with Qui-Gon Jinn. Because Obi-Wan needs to teach. And tell Yoda. And then tells Luke. And then at the end of The Rise of Skywalker... We have all these voices coming back. Mace Windu. We have Anakin Skywalker. We have Ahsoka Tano. Folks, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. I don't care what some of those videos and other channels tell you about who or what is ruining what and what childhood was, you know, taken away from this childhood and what person killed this person, what did this and the force is this and the force is that and Mary Jane this and Mary Sue that. Man, fuck that noise. Pardon my French. But F that noise. This is a damn good time to be a Star Wars fan. I mean, I, I've been talking for 51 minutes about it by myself in my apartment. My dog is asleep right there. Her name's Leia, for God's sakes. It is a good time to be a Star Wars fan. 
And there are so many things that are working within the greater story of Star Wars. The sequel trilogy, each movie made a billion dollars, except Solo, because Solo wasn't great. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, it, it didn't land with me. I enjoy it. And there's so many moments that I jump, but anyways. It is a great time to be a Star Wars fan, not only because of the movies that we love and adore that are the prequels, the sequels, and the original trilogy, but we get an Ahsoka series. We get a Mandalorian season three series. We're getting a Book of Boba Fett series. We're getting an Obi-Wan series. And I haven't even touched on Andor. We're getting a Cassian Andor series that's going to show the building of that rebellion that takes place in Rogue One. Then we get Obi-Wan. And we get to fill in some more blanks. And as each series happens and you guys and me start losing our ever-loving minds, well, they're listening. Lucasfilm is listening. And we, we are going to benefit in so many ways. So many ways that I, I can't even speculate. But we're all fine. Everything is fine here because Star Wars is here to stay, and I'm so excited to be a part of it and here with all of you right now. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me here. I will give uh, the next eight minutes before I call it a day at 3 p.m. Pacific to answer all your questions. I would love some super chats if you could throw them our way uh, to highlight those so I can bring it up here, but I will try to do my best to follow along here. Give me some of your reasons that you love Star Wars and give me some speculation on what you think might happen with some of these bigger things. To recap here on Riley's Cantina, I think that we are leading to a bigger story in Star Wars, and the building blocks have been placed with Mando Season 1 and Season 2, a Book of Boba Fett coming up, an Ahsoka series, an Andor series, an Obi-Wan series, a Rangers of the New Republic series, an Alkalite series, which could, I haven't even touched on that. That goes into what I'm hearing is part of the rise of the Sith and or something infiltrating the Republic, a la... Puppet Master, whether it's Darth Bane. We're getting something here. Acolyte could set up some of the dark side magic, which would ultimately pay off and or give us that backstory on how Palpatine came back for Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Then we get Cassian Andor that can then fill in some blanks for then Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which takes place around the same time or a couple years later. Obi-Wan series introduces more powers for the Jedi, the Qui-Gon Jinn character, the characters of, of Anakin Skywalker, maybe a flashback in the Clone Wars, the connection between Vader and Obi-Wan that then could lead into some Luke Skywalker action, which then could connect to Mandalorian Season 3, whether Grogu's coming back, Book of Boba Fett, the underside, the underbelly, the criminal underground, and or the Jabba the Hutt kind of character that he's Boba Fett can be sitting on the throne kicking ass everywhere. Then we could that could connect to Mandalorian season three if we do it backwards because Boba Fett's coming out first, and that could be the dark saber, the place for Mandalorian, the the Mandalore and and the sitting, the retaking of Mandalore. How does Moff Gideon fit into this again? What is Mando going to do now that he has the dark saber? That can enhance all of that. The Mandalore war could be coming, another one, and that could infect Ahsoka, which then could 
introduce Thrawn again, which Thrawn could then be that character that we saw at the end of the Avengers, a la Thanos, turning and looking at the camera. But this time we get Thrawn and we build that character and he looks at the end of that episode or that series on the Ahsoka and he goes, it's war. The Empire is back. And then we get what we haven't explored yet in the new canon of books, but we did that with Heir to the Empire, uh, Timothy Zahn, who created Thrawn, and that was his first appearance. We then get this event, a series of movies, a new trilogy that's Thrawn at the center, Ahsoka, Mando, Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, those characters could be a part of this. Maybe, possibly, whether it's some de-aging technology or whether they recast. But think about that. My God, that would be so much fun. Miss Lenora Dixon, I love all the films. The last one was my favorite. Which one? The Rise of Skywalker? We got Kingsport Callan here. Gotta go Return of the Jedi. You know what? Before we all go, before I call it a day, drop in your favorite Star Wars movie. That'll be fun. Thank you, everybody, for joining me here today on this live from my living room episode of Riley's Cantina. I didn't want to miss hanging out with you guys. Uh, remember, go wish Ikaika. I hope he feels better. And uh, for while you're at it, Eric Bass as well, my partner and my buddy and my brother from another mother. I haven't uh, talked to him because he has been uh, out recovering from COVID, unfortunately. So that's right. Jay Seal, too. Remember Heroes and Villains? I love this shirt, too. This shirt's so rad. It's one of my favorite shirts. Matthew Lemke is uh, Lempicky is here with A New Hope. I'm throwing in uh, Empire Strikes Back as my favorite. Close second is A New Hope. Third is probably Last Jedi. Uh, and then Return of the Jedi. And Revenge of the Sith round out the top five. But I will get all of yours in here before I go. Uh, and remember to join us all tomorrow again for another Positivity Report, 9 a.m. Pacific. Josh McCuga is back. He'll be hosting that on the Good People Association. We should be back in studio tomorrow, so we shall see. You were talking about The Last Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi. You were talking about The Last Jedi. Okay, Miss Leonardo Dex. Oh, did you say The Last Jedi? I thought you said The Last. The last one was my favorite. So Rise of Skywalker, I thought. We got Laserbolt in there with Empires, my favorite movie of all time. I totally understand that. Empire Strikes Back is what everybody now, anytime you see a director directing the second chapter of any planned trilogy or any kind of, or anything that's kind of like dark or they want to emulate some uh, really good character motivation or character as it were, they touch on the whole East of all movies, the holiest of all movies. I don't know why I said that. The holiest of all movies, and that's Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a time going through the Book of Boba Fett, a hell of a time going through Mandalorian Season 3, a hell of a time going through Cassie Nandor series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Rangers of the New Republic, Acolyte, and Ahsoka. There is more coming. I cannot wait. That's why it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. So with that, everybody, I'm going to say... Adieu. I'm going to head on out of here. I'm going to finish my wine. I'm going to take Leia for a walk. And I'm going to plan next week's Riley's Cantina. But stay tuned on the Good People Association channel. As I said, tomorrow, another positivity report. And then we have Josh Brady coming up on Friday as well. Stay tuned for all that. Remember to go to the Good People GPA to check out what we have going on. 
on over there. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention before I go that we are so close, so close, guys, so close to funding our Kickstarter for Futility, the actual game of living. I'm going to pop it up right there. Play Futility. I'm going to leave this up for a little bit. If you scan that, you go to our Kickstarter right now and you can get your copy of the Board Game of Dreams. Hashtag that Board Game of Dreams in Futility, the actual game of living. That is from the great mind of Josh McCuga. Collaborating on with all of the Good People Association, we are literally almost $3,000 away from our goal of 30 k $3,000 away. So here's what I'm asking all of you to do. You scan that, right? Scan that. But by Friday, we have set a goal. Josh McCuga and I and Ken Knapsack talked today, had a little meeting. Our goal, we want to hit 30000 by this Friday. This Friday. Can we do it, folks? We can do it. I know we can. So remember, scan that right now. Go to the Kickstarter. It's kickstarter.com. Go there. Check out. Futility, the actual game of living, and let's do this. We're $3,000 away from hitting our goal, and we would still have about 20 days left to get to our stretch goals, which is then where the fun begins. Oh, my God. Who's here? Jesse Roach is in here. I saw the chat filling up here. Hey, guys. Hi to you, Jesse. Thank you, everybody, for joining me here again. uh, Go to the GPA.fun. Check that out and subscribe to the channel. Do me a favor. Before you go, hit like on that video right down there and go check out the description because I want everybody to go check out my latest passion project. That's right. I started my wine podcast. I finally did it. It is the wine life. It is hosted by me. I go all over the California landscape, tasting wines with different winemakers, people, fans, whether you like wine or you don't, or you wanted to get into it. This is the, uh, the beginner's guide. I'm not going to talk bougie things with you when it comes to wine. I'm talking about the stories that come from wine. Go check out episode one. It's in the description right now. Wherever you get your podcast, please go support the show. It means so much to me that all of you, for all of you who have seen it or listened to it, I should say, thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right, that's my time. Thanks again, everybody, for joining me here on Riley's Cantina here, a part of the Good People Association. Love having everybody come and join me from the comforts of my own home. It makes my day so much better. I hope you got a smile from this, everybody. So remember, go to the GPA.fun, hit like on this video, and I will see everybody next week on an all-new episode of Riley's Cantina. See you then, guys.